Welcome to the Called Forward Podcast, a production of Family Church in Douglas County, Oregon. This is a place for followers of Christ to honestly discuss the real challenges in a difficult world of living out our faith, loving well, and carrying on the mission to be people helping people find and follow Jesus. I'm your host, Crystal Cunningham, and today we have guests from the Family Church staff, Shauna Murphy, Director of Renewal Ministries, and our Spiritual Development Pastor, Zach Newman. Welcome back to the Called Forward podcast. We're here again with Shauna Murphy, the Renewal Director here at Family Church, and Zach Newman, our Pastor of Spiritual Development. Today, we're going to be talking about the challenge of grieving during covid which is a big one. But before we get into that topic, we're going to share a few personal and light stories to start us off about when we grieve something, we didn't realize we would grieve. I am going through an odd grieving thing right now where um, we have a playroom in our house that has my kids' Legos, um, dolls. Jenna had a little schoolroom there, my daughter, and my son is 16, my daughter's 13, and we um, are going to be homeschooling in the fall. And so to try to make it a little more appealing to them, I said, what if you guys created a schooling area? You know, you could clean out this room. Well, they were very serious about that, and they cleared and packed up every single toy in there, and I had no idea how much that would devastate me. So I went from children to teenagers with no toys in about 24 hours and I, I can't even walk in there. I mean, I honestly was crying and my kids are like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, well, you know, we celebrate like your first word and your first step, but nobody talks about the last. And I just saw the last of my kids' toys and I'm crushed, uh, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> now we go hug my kids when I get home. For me with grief, so with coronavirus, I love sports and those went away in the spring. I was okay with that. I don't like baseball. So I was fine with it. But now that we're heading into fall, I am (laughs) pre-grieving football not being there. Even though they say it's going to be there, I just have a hard time seeing it. So I'm (laughs) pre-grieving it not being there. Also, that's a view into my personality as well. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting how those things that... We, we don't realize how much they're just part of our norm can can be emotionally affecting when they're gone. And I think that's exactly why this last season we've been in with the COVID and everything changing has itself been just a, a time of intense grief that maybe it's even hard to, to assimilate of why we feel so out of sorts. And there's a lot of anger, but I think there's probably also a lot of sadness that is hard to recognize as sadness. Um, so we're going to talk about not only the challenge of grieving the norm with COVID, but we're also going to touch a little bit on the challenge of grieving in a world that's different when, when people are still losing and losing loved ones and losing family members and jobs and all that kind of stuff. So what has been the most prominent feeling that you've seen in, in this COVID season that? I think the phrase of wanting things to go back to normal, you know, people just want their normal routines, their normal lives. And I deal with grief a lot in my ministry at Family Church. Um, and so one thing that I really recognize because I work with grief is that anyone who has gone through grief recognizes that um, they have lost control of something. And when you lose something, you are absolutely faced with the fact that you have no control over things in life. Um, But people who have not grieved things don't necessarily have that stark awareness. And I think what this season has done is it's 
really ripped open our eyes to the fact that there is a whole lot we don't have control over. And so I think often when we look at what we're grieving, I think it's that. I think it's that we don't have control that we thought we had. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And that's very disorienting. How about you, Zach? Has there been like a common theme you've seen in, in the struggles of people you've interacted with? I'm just stuck on what Shauna said. Because <laughs> I was just thinking, I know 90% of decisions that we make are unconscious. And so I think one of the things that's going on with grief and that we thought we, we, we had that tendency to think we're in control and what we know the next three months are going to be. And especially that unconscious behavior drives that, that feeling. So the common thing with grief that I know talking with people, the most common thing I'm hearing is I have no clue what next week's going to be. And that grieving the known normal Mm-hmm. has been the most common thing. Yeah. Whether we wish it's going to be back. Some people wish it's going to be back. Some people are wishing people would stop wishing for it to be back yeah. and just move on. And I think that's different people at different points in grief. Do you have any thoughts on how people can make healthy steps to move forward past um, this moment? I think the first is just identifying the losses. Um, and I, I think... None of us, particularly in American culture, are good at grieving. I think the maybe generalized standard norm is let's just push it aside, just stuff it and move on. Um, And and anger tends to be the emotion that rises out because we're trying to control and we just want to go forward. And I often say we just try to put a lid on our emotions, but then that lid keeps trying to pop up and um, then we spend so much energy trying to keep that lid down. But I think if we could just slow down and be honest and I even personally just listed some of the things that I am grieving during this season. And, and I think just taking the time to name the losses and recognize them and, and let yourself grieve them instead of just being angry and frustrated and wishing things were different and trying, because I guess what everybody typically wants to do is just to move forward. They just want to forget about it and move forward. And then they're frustrated and angry when you can't just move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if we could just slow down and recognize some of the things that we've lost is a good first step. And you said you actually took the step of writing some of that down, like physically in a journal. Yeah. 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 I could see how that would help really process it. How about you, Zach? Well, I was just thinking, I think a common thing that's going on that, that might not be seen by the individual in the moment, but so Shauna was just saying everyone stopped. As Americans, our primary way of not dealing with grief or any other thing is to busy ourselves mm-hmm. so, so that we don't have to deal. So this whole stopping of everything and the freeze that's happened as a nation. I mean, there's many that are busier than they were, but there's some that have went to a complete halt. It's, it's not just grieving what was, it's also all that baggage that was never dealt with. Mm. It is now like a Jack in the box coming up to the surface and popping up. And so I think that's what makes this season so incredibly difficult is there's the current things we're grieving, but there's also the rows of things we haven't dealt with that now are coming to the surface. You said busyness, which is absolutely true, but do you think we do that by focusing on other things too? Busying our minds with, with controversy or other things to focus on? Sometimes we pick fights to not have to deal with our things. Mm-hmm. You, you can be on me, social media for two seconds and see that going on. Yeah. Um, if, if I have someone to blame for what's going on, well, that makes coping a little easier in the moment. It's more damaging, um, but it satisfies us for a minute. Right. Well, and in in more um, clinical or like 
standard grief. I don't know what the right word for that grief that you go through, say, when you lose somebody, those emotions are normal, right, Shauna? Like being angry, wanting to blame. All those emotions are normal. And I, I think they're normal now too. We just don't want to get stuck in them. And I think that's the important piece of processing grief, even in this time. Um, you know, maybe we don't recognize that it's still grief, but it is. But grief left unprocessed is what leaves us stuck. Yeah. Gets us stuck in bitterness or anger or depression. And we still need to process it. And and yes, those feelings are emotion are normal. We just don't want to stay there. Yeah. I think it's important to say that no one here is saying that everything is okay that's happened. But the fact that no matter how we look at it, things are different than they were. Even the way that some of us relate to one another is different because of the the stress and the difference of opinions and just the things that we walk through. And so to not, to not blame and not to get caught in that is not to say things were okay, but it's to say that I'm going to move forward and I'm, I'm going to be healthy and I'm going to do what I need to do so I can function well here on out. Right. One thing that I know has concerned me as it has concerned many is one thing that has been lost during this time is our past standard way of grieving when we do lose some someone specifically. And and maybe even when there's other losses like divorce or loss of a job, it's kind of just getting um, swallowed into this big picture of have you guys had any um, experience with that or thoughts on how people can help each other for one thing, but also how in that situation, those who are faced with that can, can grieve. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, I, I think first is recognizing that grief, losing somebody is, is unimaginable and traumatic, but when you add the pandemic on top of it, it's a double layer of trauma. Um, and so I think for those of us that aren't, you know, all of us should be able to reach out to someone who's struggling through that. And I think to give a lot of grace, um, I think anytime that somebody is grieving, don't wait for the person to reach out to you, reach out to them mm-hmm. um, is so, so important. You know, they're not going to ask, they're probably not even going to know what to ask, especially in a season of isolation. They don't know who to reach to, you know, out to. So I think it's important for us to press in, um, everybody to press in and reach out to the people around you. Just like it's always been true, we can't always fix it. We can't just talk them through it. And sometimes talking's not what they need. But I've been thinking about a lot of how do you just love them, just spend time with them, like even if they seem fine, like how how am I going to just do something extra to bless them, whether it be a phone call just to check in, not even having to get into the deep stuff, which they might not even be able to, but or just dropping something off. Yeah, I remember um, several years ago when my father-in-law passed away. I mean, there was a lot of people blessing us and reaching out. But one of the things that stood out to me the most, it it seriously just felt like, an, you know, God just walked in my front door. Um, there was a lady, she doesn't like to cook. So what she did is she brought snacks for my kids and she brought a bunch of fresh fruit. Well, people had brought lots of meals, but I hadn't been able to go to the grocery store. And I remember that morning just going, I just want some fruit. Like, I don't even feel like eating And so literally she just showed up with a bunch of fruit and snacks for my kids. And it was to this day is one of the biggest blessings um, in my life that I remember. Thank you for sharing that. So Zach, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot at our staff because we're all the same team. We've done work to kind of get to know each other's personalities and different assessments and tools for that. And Zach is as one of our resident fillers. Uh, he, he's more on the filling side, um, which is a great thing, makes him a great counselor and a great pastor. I want to hear a little bit about like, you've probably been dealing with the emotions from the very beginning of all of this, the pandemic and losses. 
what has been one of the the hardest struggles for you emotionally during this time? First of all, we have it on record that you said my feelings are good. I'm just <laughs> It's been recorded. They are. In history. Uh, I didn't say all the time, though. <laughs> I, I think the hardest thing for me, honestly, is it's overwhelming because everyone's grieving at the same time. So my emotional tank, honestly, isn't even internal where I'm struggling. Um, it's external. I can only do so much. I can only talk to so many people. I can only myself serve a certain amount of people and emotionally that's been the hardest mm. is no is seeing my limits right um, and seeing that I'm over overdoing those limits um, has, has been the hardest thing in the season yeah I could see how that would be hard for huh? because it's everywhere I mean if when someone loses a family member outside of pandemic I mean I'm even just on a staff level we can all gather around them and there's one person grieving that we can support as a team. But right now, it's of so many people grieving. It just makes it so much more difficult and, and it's harder. Yeah, it's too much. I can see how that would be hard for those who, you know, are sensitive to that. And also people who are helpers, like just there's too much. For sure. Well, I mean, when, well you guys know this, when you work at a church or in any leadership capacity and, and you're approachable, mm-hmm you hear so much grief and heartache and terrible things. And it can make you callous to the little things. Like I was joking, but kind of serious about grieving football. You guys don't understand that. That's not, I mean, you're like, it's football. Come on, get up. It's sports ball. Get over it. Um, I'm, off- I'm offended by that stereotype, Zach. No, no. It's because I know you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. You're right. <laughs> but, and that can be the tricky thing. That's the hard thing in this season is we can belittle someone's grief. I can belittle someone's grief, but it's real to them. Yeah. That's a wise word. Thank you. Before we end, I want to ask you guys, uh, the purpose of this podcast is always to help disciples of Christ uh, move forward in loving each other and growing and loving God. So if you had one thing on this topic to um, challenge or encourage our listeners on um, in that vein of helping them move forward, what would it be? I think find someone that you are comfortable talking to. Um, Don't try to grieve alone, find a safe person that you can share your feelings with. Um, And I always kind of go back to self-care, but take care of yourself. Grieving takes so much out of you physically and emotionally and mentally. Um, You need extra care during a time of grieving and, and we are all grieving to some degree. And so be mindful of that. We can't function at the same pace um, of life that we were and grieve at the same time. So I think just being gentle with yourself, being gentle with those around you and, and reaching out to someone that can help you process and just talk and be there for you is for me, it's critical. I'm a verbal processor, but I think everybody probably needs that to some extent. Yeah. It's amazing how often just being able to share the real thing going inside um, just takes off that pressure um, and so many things are unfixable. <laughs> Only God can fix or the time can fix, but being able to share it really does give a breath of hope. How about you, Zach? Say, um, pray and ask the Holy Spirit who you should reach out to, who you should 
detecting who and what they could need. I think often we run around and because there's so much grieving going on, um, praying about who you should text and reach out to, and it doesn't have to be complicated. Hmm. Just be, you are on my heart and mind. I am praying for you and letting them know, know that it means the world, especially Hmm. when I'm just going through something difficult. This person just texts me, wow, God knows that I'm going through this and he sees me. Um, and so, yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much. Very wise words from both of you. Uh, Join us again for our next podcast coming soon. Thank you for listening to the Called Forward podcast. To hear weekly episodes, visit our website at calledforward.com or subscribe to the Called Forward podcast at iTunes or your favorite podcast app.